book of Psalms has been called the hymn book of the church. 150 songs that encompass the whole range of human experience. There are songs of love and of hate, of joy and of sorrow, of deep intimacy and of profound disillusionment with God. We love the Psalms because we can find a song to sing for every occasion. But God doesn't want just anyone to pick up his songbook, just as the Royal Opera House wouldn't be too pleased if you decided to join in willy-nilly. Only certain people are invited to sing at the Opera House, and similarly, only certain people are allowed into the Psalms. That's why Psalms 1 and 2 are often called the gateway to the Psalms. Before we start singing these songs for ourselves, we are stopped at this checkpoint. And these two psalms will instruct us in the basics. Only certain people can proceed. And Psalms 1 and 2 will tell us who's in and who's out. The person who's in is called blessed. Uh, Psalm 1 verse 1, blessed is the one. Uh, Psalm 2 verse 12, uh, blessed are all who take refuge in him. In just, uh, it's, it's just like the Sermon on the Mount, really. Jesus uh, began to preach in Matthew chapter 5, and he used the Beatitudes as a gateway, explaining the kind of person who is in God's kingdom. They are blessed. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven, etc., etc. The one who is blessed is the one who belongs. In both Hebrew, the language of the Old Testament, and Greek, the language of the New Testament, it's a word that means happy, or you might say flourishing. So who is blessed? Who is happy? Who is flourishing? Who's allowed to sing these songs? The book of Psalms opens like this. Psalm 1 verse 1. Blessed is the man. I'm going to say the man. It gets the older translation. Blessed is the man who does not walk in step with the wicked, or stand in the way that sinners take, or sit in the company of mockers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and he meditates on his Lord day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever he does prospers. Now, as you read this, you might think that the psalm is blessing all those who say no to peer pressure and say yes to Bible study. You might think that it's promising prosperity to all that class of people who keep their noses clean and out of trouble. But if you look again, there's only one person who is called blessed here. He is the man. Psalm 1 verse 1, the man. What a title. I mean, I rarely venture to call myself a man. Here is the man, the definition of manhood, the one to whom all other men are only relative. In the Bible, the man is often used to refer to a ruler. So, for instance, in Genesis 42 verse 30, Joseph is called the man in Egypt. And in many parts of the English-speaking world, we maintain that same sense. You know, stick it to the man. The man is keeping me down. Uh, In Northern Ireland, where my wife is from, they'll often uh, refer to your man. Your man is a reference to your boss or your head of state. Apologies for the accent, but um, it's not my accent. Um, The man of Psalm 1, he meditates on the Bible day and night. Um, that's something that's, that's particularly what the king was meant to do. Deuteronomy 17, verse 18 to 20, talks about the king who was meant to study the word day and night. Joshua is told to meditate on the Bible day and night so that he would prosper. Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. In the Bible, also trees, uh, we've got trees in verse 3, he's like a tree. Trees and vines and branches are particularly associated with kings. And here in Psalm 1, the man will be a prosperous tree. So by now we should get the idea, the man is a king. And then we turn to Psalm 2 to hear that king described. And he is described as the anointed one, the Christ, the Messiah. 
and the Son of God. Let me read Psalm 2. Why do the nations conspire and the peoples plot in vain? The kings of the earth rise up and the rulers band together against the Lord and against his anointed one, his Messiah, his King. They say, let us break their chains and throw off their shackles. But the one enthroned in heaven laughs. The Lord scoffs at them. He rebukes them in his anger and terrifies them in his wrath, saying, I have installed my king on Zion, my holy hill. I will proclaim the decree of the Lord. He said to me, this is now the king speaking. He said, the king, uh, rather the Lord said to me, the king, he said, you are my son. Today I have become your father. Ask me and I will make the nations your inheritance, the ends of the earth your possession. You will break them with a rod of iron. You will dash them to pieces like pottery. Therefore, you kings, be wise, be warned, you rulers of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear and celebrate his rule with trembling. Kiss the son, the king, the anointed one. Kiss the son or he will be angry and your way will be led to your and, and your way will lead to your destruction. For his wrath can flare up in a moment. Blessed are all who take refuge in him, in the son, in the king, in the anointed one, in Christ. So when you put all of this together, you start to see that the man of Psalm 1 is in fact the king of Psalm 2. The man of Psalm 1 is Psalm 2's anointed one, the Messiah, the Christ. The man is the Son of God. In both Psalm 1 and Psalm 2, we have a contrast. But it's not between one group of good guys and another group of bad guys. In both Psalms, we have one man, the king, who is God's righteous, anointed, blessed, beloved son. And then we have the wicked, the plural wicked, the other kings of the earth, the sinners, the mockers, the rebels. And the message of these Psalms, the message of the whole Psalms is not, don't belong to the bad guys, belong to the good guys. No, the message of these Psalms is, don't belong to the wicked, belong to the blessed man, belong to the Christ, the son of God. If we take the beginning and the end of these two psalms together, we see the whole message of the Bible in a nutshell. Psalm 1 verse 1, blessed is the man. And then Psalm 2 verse 12, blessed are all who take refuge in him. That's the message of the whole Bible. Before the world began, the Father was blessing His Son, anointing Him with the Holy Spirit. And now the world is invited in to that relationship. The whole world is told, put your trust in the blessed man and find God's blessing in him. This is the gateway to the Psalms. And once we've sort of gone through that checkpoint and understood what the Psalms are all about, the rest of the Psalms become obvious to us. They preach to us the very same message. In all the rest of the Psalms, as you read through them, there are four basic characters. There is the Lord, God, the Father. There is the man, Christ, the Son of God, the righteous King. Then there are those who put their trust in the King, and there are those who refuse the King, the wicked. And some Psalms are prayers of the Christ to God. Some Psalms are the declarations of God to the world about His King. Some Psalms are the prayers of sinners asking for refuge in Christ. But in all these interactions, all the Psalms are proclaiming the gospel to us. And here is the gospel we cling to in life and death and eternity. Blessed is the man and blessed are all who take refuge in him. Mm -hmm.